And returning to National's so-called back pocket boost. The party's unveiled a tax plan worth $14.6 billion over four years that it says is targeted at the squeezed middle. National says a family with children and on the average household income of $120,000 a year would be uh, up to 250 bucks a fortnight better off. It will shift tax brackets and fund the income relief by cutting government department costs, reprioritisation and a new 15 percent foreign buyers tax on properties over two million dollars. Well joining us now is National's finance spokesperson Nicola Willis. Kia ora Nicola. Kia ora Lisa. As you can imagine some of the criticism is coming thick and fast. Voodoo calculations and heroics (laughs) with your numbers. Um, To be clear how confident are you in the accuracy of your calculations please? We've we're very confident. We've uh, worked hard to make sure that the assumptions we've made in our modelling and our costings are very responsible. We've had those costings independently verified by Castalia, who've checked through them and who have concluded that it's based on reasonable assumptions that our costings are credible and consistent. Okay, because it's an integrated package, right? Like a three-legged stool, one bit fails and you've got a problem. So let's look at the individual elements. Foreign buyers, you're hoping to get $740 million on average a year from this foreign buyer's tax on homes over $2 million. How many houses would you have to sell a year in that bracket in order for you to realise that tax? Uh, Fewer than 2,000. What we've done to come up with that figure is we've looked at foreign-based purchases of homes prior to the ban introduced to 2008. Then we've adjusted for what's happened with prices in the market, the distribution of the kinds of homes that foreign buyers were buying, which were the luxury end of the market. We've then put in that $2 million floor uh, and we've come up with an estimate and we're very confident in that estimate. Okay, because uh, to the year ending June 2023, only 2,600 homes of that value sold. So you would be wanting two-thirds of those homes to go to foreign buyers in order to get your tax take. We are confident uh, that our costings add up uh, and that we will be able to get the revenue uh, that we have forecast from this tax. Yeah, confidence doesn't deliver actual revenue though. So based on those figures, you would be anticipating two-thirds of those sales roundabout would have to go to foreign buyers. Where do you see that market coming from? Because Australia and Singapore are out of the mix, aren't they? So there's a couple of things going on here. The first is when you look at the kinds of homes that foreign buyers tend to want to purchase, they are luxury homes at the upper end of the market. These aren't the everyday homes that you and I are living in or looking to buy. The second thing uh, that's going on here is that at the moment, people are completely banned. Once they can invest here, we are satisfied that when you look at what's happened at countries around the world, foreign purchasers will want to make those purchases even with a tax attached, because New Zealand is a desirable location. There are people who want to start businesses here, who want to bring their skills here, but at the moment are stopped from doing that because they can't buy a home here. So we're confident in our modelling, uh, and we think that it's the right thing to do to charge a tax on these purchases. Okay, you mentioned the home you live in. Are, are you the squeezed middle? Because you're going to get 80 bucks a fortnight at your place, aren't you? I, this package is not about me. I am very No, but that's pleased. what you get, though, isn't it? So are yes, you the squeezed middle? that is what I get. That yeah. is what I get. Can I tell you, I get less from this package than a median income earner 
or an average income household because an average income household would get $100 a fortnight out of this package. A median income earner earning $60,000 a year would get $50 a fortnight out of this package if they don't have children, whereas I'd only get 40. And I think that's right because we wanted to target this tax relief so that the squeezed middle got the most and we have achieved that. But Nicola, if you want it to be really targeted, you don't need, arguably, that 80 bucks a fortnight because you are not the squeezed middle, right? So why didn't you target it um, even more so? You could have, for example, put in a higher tax rate above to claw back that money you were giving to people who aren't squeezed. We did target it. We've targeted it very heavily so that an average income household with children, and I think those are the people who are really struggling right now with food prices, with higher rents, with bigger mortgage payments, they get up to $250 more per fortnight. That's where the support needs to go. These are the people that are often missing out on other entitlements, on other support, and we've honed in on them. You know, the other side of this is that it's not actually about me, but there are people who are earning, let's say, uh, $78,000 who have huge family responsibilities, are juggling multiple jobs, have massive mortgage payments to make. And do they deserve $40 a fortnight to help them with the extra cost of living? I think they do. What about rentals? You mentioned that, right? Talked about rent. You're reinstating tax breaks for rental property owners. So how much do you expect rent to drop as a consequence of that? Well, what we know is that at the moment, the costs on landlords are being ramped up significantly by labour. By removing that interest deductibility, they're effectively adding another tax. And landlords I have spoken to have said, look, I am trying not to pass it on to my tenants. But by next year, when it cranks up further, it's going to be too hard. I'm going to have to pass on some of that cost to tenants. So by stopping that cranking up that Labor has planned, we're confident that we'll take some of the pressure out and we will take some of that upward momentum out of rental prices. Okay, so you have estimated, you say 75 bucks a week on average is the rent rise, right? So is rent going to go down 75 bucks a week as a consequence of you giving those, reinstating those tax breaks? So what that $75 is, is that's how much average rents have increased per week since Labor introduced their landlord taxes. Now, what you're asking me to estimate is how much more will they rise But that's not a, that's not a causal link, is it, Nicola? Nicola, that's not a causal link. You can't prove that that $75 average increase is a result of that tax. In fact, a report earlier this year said market rents are guided, are guided by um, demand. That's the single biggest thing, and also wage inflation. What we know is that the government's own advisers, when the government asked for advice on what would happen if they added this tax uh, and the Bright Line tax, which is a capital gains tax by stealth, they asked their advisers what will happen and their advisers warned of a couple of impacts. One, they said this will add pressure to rents. Two, they said this will lead to a lot of churn in the private rental market. And Be careful because you're going to end up with more people on the state house waiting list and more people needing emergency accommodation. What we have right now, Lisa, is a state house waiting list that has more than quadrupled what it was when Labor came to office. And last night, hundreds of New Zealand children were put to bed in a motel room. We need a functional private rental market and that requires landlords being able to provide affordable housing. You um, announced today that the ute, the so-called ute tax, as it's colloquially known, will go, right? So that helps pay for the incentives for EVs. So what's happening with the incentive payments for EVs? Are, are they gone as well? 
We're going to make an announcement uh, on the campaign trail uh, very soon about our policy in that area. Today, we've underscored our commitment that the ute tax will go. Right, but you're saying basically this is a redistribution, reprioritisation package, not additional spending, so non-inflationary. So can you be upfront then about what's happening? Because are you funding that EV subsidy from somewhere else or it's a gone burger? Uh, look, we're going to be very clear. We've um, fully costed that into our transport plan and we will um, announce that policy and you'll be able to examine the detail. The tax package that we've announced today is fully self-funding. It's responsible in the sense that the tax reduction that we're delivering is funded both through reprioritisations of existing spending and then extra revenue measures. So okay. uh, we think this is the right way to do it. Should a Tesla owner buyer get seven grand um, subsidy from taxpayers? No, they should not. So then it's going, is it? Well, we've, we've long said that we do not think that is the way to achieve emission reduction in the economy, to subsidise uh, high-value electric cars in that way. Of course we want to see more people driving electric cars, but that's not the way uh, to target support. Appreciate your time, Nicola. Thank you so much for joining us. That is Nicola Willis, who is National's finance spokesperson there.